This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host. Justin Sullivan working the boards. Two hours down, one to go. We're hopefully going to be talking to head coach of the Manchester Monarchs, Rich Seeley, in a bit. We'll get to the bottom of that question we said. Who is their rival? The Monarchs' rival. We will find out and we'll uh, discuss some other Monarchs' topics with uh, Coach Seeley, as we always do on a Tuesday. And uh, I want to remind everybody... We are going to be broadcasting live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, 8 Loudon Road, right off the highway there. Come on by, say hello, enjoy some great happy hour prices, and of course, I believe it's uh, Boneless Thursdays, uh, and I think they've got a special discount there on the Boneless Wings. They've also got 349 Bud Light and Bud Talls, as well as uh, 4 50, I believe it is. I don't have the prices right in front of me, but I've said it enough. I should know. I believe it's 450 uh, pints of Goose Island IPA, which is a very tasty beer indeed. So come on by Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord. And then, of course, the following Thursday, right before Christmas, will be our last show, actually, before the Christmas break, as we will be off on the 23rd, no show, and no show on the 26th the Friday and Monday uh, before Christmas. Uh, so that will be our last show on the 22nd uh, for the stretch run, and that will be at the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. And by the way, great time there with uh, the crew there. Great staff, Marilyn, the manager, and Brian, the other manager, really good to us. Uh, had a blast. So, And uh, we had a blast in, in Concord as well. Uh, Maria, the... Uh, 
one of the head bartenders there is, uh, or I think it's Trisha. I'm not sure. Yeah, Trisha. Trisha. She was great. Does a great job there. And uh, that is a cool place as well. So if you're in that area, come on by, say hello, enjoy some wings, and uh, we will have a good time there with you at Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord and in Manchester. And as he does usually at this time on a Tuesday, head coach Rich Celia, the Manchester Monarchs, joins us right now. Coach, how you doing? No, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing? Not bad. A, uh, a kind of slow week for you guys. Only one game since the last time we spoke. Uh, did that give you a chance to kind of catch up on some practice time or... I remember you saying you were thinking of maybe giving the guys some uh, a mental break as well. How did the how'd you use the time off? Yeah, we had uh, it was good. Well, we first off we we had a solid game Friday, so guys got uh, kind of most guys got uh, Saturday and Sunday off, a couple days off to recover, um, get dinged up a little bit. So it was a good time and all around. And then uh, we've been back at it a couple days here uh, with some pretty hard practices here Monday and Tuesday and have the same thing Wednesday and Thursday to get us prepared for Friday, Saturday at home. Coach, you got a good win streak going right now, and uh, we spoke about it last week. It's about doing the little things there and sticking within the system. Uh, it's also been, as we also spoke about, the goaltending there, and Sam Britton now is tied for second with 11 wins. Uh, just talk about what he's been doing between the pipes here. Yeah, he's been really steady. He's been very consistent. He makes timely saves, and ultimately, I mean, we... We ask our goaltenders every night just to give us a chance to win, and he's done that. I want to say every game he's played, he's given us a chance to win, and I want to say there's probably a couple. He's a maybe more than a couple. He's a big reason why we have had to win. So, um, you know, also a few other things. I mean, he plays the puck really, really well. He communicates yeah. with our defense back, so there that makes a big difference. Um, you know, other teams know if they're trying to work hard, either they have to keep it away from Sam um, with regards to you know putting it soft in corners, they can't get it around because he's pretty good at stopping it and playing it. So uh, almost like a third defenseman back there. And, he, yeah, he's just been a professional attitude, a great work ethic, and, you know, can't say enough good things about Sam. So it's been a big big portion or a big reason of our success. Coach, throughout the show, we've just been talking about how great a, uh, a night it was for Boston sports fans last night. Two rivalries going on with the Patriots, Ravens, and then, of course, the Bruins, Habs. And it got us wondering, uh, who would you consider your arch rival at this point uh, for the Manchester Monarchs? Uh, I think it's the you know the Adirondack Thunder. We play them. I was right. you know, quite a few times, 15, right. 15 times a year. You played them in the playoffs last year. Almost all of our games are, are close within one goal or overtime, and typically you know season series was split last year. So that's 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 easily I would say our closest rival. And, and just your feel about rivalries like that, because, I mean, you know, I was discussing earlier in the show, it's hard sometimes at the NHL level now because they the division opponents don't play each other as much as they used to, and it's kind of taking that flavor away from the rivalries. But, you know, we saw it in full effect last night. But uh, in terms of the ECHL, uh, you guys play each other a lot more, like you just pointed out there, and... You know, familiarity breeds uh, hatred at times. Uh, do you think that's the main reason you can have such a rivalry like you have with Adirondack? I mean, I think any times it helps. It helps. We play them fifteen times, and we play that's in our awesome. division games. I think we play Reading ten times as well, and Elmira ten times as well. So we play a lot more in division games, and, and we're going to play them in the playoffs. You know, in our division, the top four teams advance, and one will play four, and two will play three. So. 
it makes it it makes it interesting. Especially we have a very strong division. We know we're going to have to you know we're going to have to beat a lot of good teams to get to where we want to be. So, uh, what would yeah when we do when we play each other quite quite frequently, it uh, you know there, there's some you know there's not enough time for the odd hit to pass or you know a bad loss one way or another that. Typically, there's not enough time to, in, in the meantime, in the games between, we're playing frequently. So, you know, guys, a lot of stuff is fresh on the memory that, uh, you know, creates some hostility for sure. I love that. I don't know why the NHL veered away from that. They need to reevaluate that because, I mean, I watched last night, and that was the first time in a while where it really seemed like an old-school Montreal-Boston game. And I'm like, man, imagine if these guys played 10 times a year. It, it would just you'd, you'd get that so yeah. much more, you know? You know, it's a catch-22, I think. At the NHL level, like, I got to say, it's, it's one of the best. Uh, you know, I guess one of the best leagues right now as far as parity. Uh, when you're, right. I mean, if you look at any team that hops into the playoffs, they have a legitimate chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And I'm not sure many, you know, too many leagues can can say that, uh, especially with the amount of teams making playoffs. So, you know, it's tough. You wanna you do, you don't want to lose sight. You know, you want to see Boston play a little bit. Uh, you know, some of the West Coast teams, maybe the Vancouver Canucks every once in a while from a Stanley Cup rival before, or uh, you also want to have Edmonton coming into town. You want to catch some of the, you know, the younger town mm-hmm. in, in McDavid. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. You want to have that division rival, but there's 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 quite a few good teams out there. So it's a, it's a, it's a good argument, good yeah. problem to have. It, yeah, and you, you're right. You have to find the balance between marketing the game and the rivalries as well, marketing the stars and uh, when one side of the – league doesn't get to see those stars they might be more star heavy on the other side you got to make sure they get over here to play another thing i I wanted to ask you about just a general hockey question then we'll get back uh to some of the monarch stuff uh you know last night was a very physical game and and one thing uh we noticed about it was it was good clean physical it wasn't much uh dirty stuff going on and yet it's become a a growing trend in the nhl and I, i i wonder too if it's trickled down to the e um, is that good, solid, clean hits now seem to always be punished with a fight. And I just uh, want to get your take on that and why that is. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's trickled down. I think there's in our games there's, there's a lot of good, clean hits that maybe aren't necessarily followed up with a fight. Um, I know that's a, kind of a typical response uh, at the NHL level. It, it can be at times, and it, sometimes those physical battles as far as hits can be a momentum changer and, you know, I think we're for some teams want to respond to that and let that know that um, perhaps liberties or hard hits like that, you're going to think twice. You're going to if you're going to throw checks like that, you're going to yeah. be able to back it up. Um, I think that's just initial reaction. To be totally honest with you, okay. Um, I can't put my. I, I think I know kind of what you're referring to, and it, sometimes it happens so quickly too. Uh, a lot of natural reaction. I mean, hit uh, when you're on the ice and you see hit out of the corner of the eye, you have. You have no idea sometimes if, other than you knowing it's a big contact hit, you have no idea if it was a dirty hit or a clean hit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you don't really see to the film after. The guys are so fast and strong these days and it happens so quickly. So on the ice when it's happening, a player may be involved in a different part of the game and catch something out of the corner of his eye and really not know. And kind of that could be an initial response to us to make sure that as a teammate you're, you're, you're sticking up for your team and initial reaction could be to drop the gloves. That could be part of it as well. Understood, understood. I can see what you're saying there. It's just I, I love those hits last night, and I was just I want to see more of it, and I feel like it, it, it's sort of been pushed away, and, and some of that is like, oh, well, I'm not going to hit this guy because next thing I know I'm going to have the whole team on top of me. But 
you know what? I get it. I get it. But hey, back to your team right now. Uh, Quinton Shore is uh, tied for second among rookies in scoring with 19 points. Uh, talk to us about his game and what he's brought to your team. You know, he's pretty he's pretty steady in all facets of the game. He, you know, he he's got some. Obviously, as he talked about, he's able to contribute offensively. He's he plays center and he has played a little bit of right wing for us, but primarily, I think he's most comfortable at center. He does a pretty good job on draws. Um, he, he's had some power play time. He sees some PK time for us. So he's kind of we use him in all different areas, and he's he's got received lots of ice time. Um, but I like his game. He generally is a hard is a hard working player. Um, I don't think anything one facet of the game sticks out. I think he's got a good shot and release. I think he can have the ability to make some plays in tight. Um, you know, and I, and I think he's been able to kill a lot of key penalties and win a lot of key faceoffs for us. So he's been valuable, and it's nice to see him get rewarded with some some point production. I think you know, as for his game to grow, I think he still needs to continue to get better um, at finishing checks. Some of the small small things having the, the proper shift length and continue to finish checks and maybe eliminate some of the circles in his game. I think he's a, a good skater, but not a great skater. So I think at times he tends to try to have momentum carry him. And, and at times that can take him out of position, but uh, other times he, he, especially of late, he's been, he's been good at finishing checks, not, not needing to kill anybody, but making sure he's eliminating guys. And I think he's been rewarded for that. He, he generally plays on the inside, which means he gets to the blue paint and, um, and drives the net hard and gets bucks on that. So it's not him get Ward. And, and yeah, he's been a, he's been a good part of our team. He's got great instincts, got a good stick, and in uses good angles. So I think that that helps him create some turnovers in the neutral zone. And obviously, as, as you pointed out, eighteen points in something games, he, he can definitely contribute offensively. Coach, uh, the final thing I wanted to talk to you about it was interesting um, lead story in uh, Flutishan's hours uh, NHL notes the other day. Uh, talking about this new app that uh, a lot of teams are now using called Driven, and you guys are one of them. Um, and your assistant coach was quoted in there uh, talking about it and just w- how it's helped uh, your team. Uh, if you could just elaborate on that and when you guys got involved and sort of discuss what what it does uh, for a hockey team. You know, it's interesting. The app came out in the middle of last summer, um, summer of 15, and, and Jeff was, uh, Jeff Julian, our assistant coach, was a part of it, obviously, with some, um, some based out of Boston. There's a, there's a few guys involved, and they've grown to other sports, but we started using it last year, and I think, I want to say we were one of, the, one of the few first pro sports teams to be using it. Um, not as a guinea pig, but Jeff was pretty on top of its capabilities, and we've continued to do it this year, and obviously they've grown. Uh, using it, I think the Philadelphia Flyers, Calgary Flames. There's mm-hmm. there's quite a few NHL teams using it. But as far as for you know, just uh, organization, it's huge. It's an app. It's an iPhone app. There, where we all our players are linked in on it and have their profiles, and we can send messages, uh, updates of our schedule, depending on what's happening with our schedule, with, with with regards to ice time, what times the bus leaving, whether we have meetings or video, and we can send that to individual players, all the players, the coaching staff. Um, so we use it that way a lot of for communication, um, and then we're able to send off if we cut up player shifts from a game. We may cut those shifts up and give them a link to Dropbox for the player to look at after the game. We can send that via the app, and we can see what players opened it up and hasn't opened it up. Um, we'll use all sorts of different things. I'll often post articles on there, um, maybe some readings from about the NHL, maybe some statistical analysis, certain certain aspects that. We want our game to prove that maybe 
is talked about for the Detroit Red Wings, for example. Uh, recently, I posted an article a lot about Sidney Crosby and where he's scoring his goals from and how and why he has oh, a higher shooting percentage that. than what yep. he's had in the year. So we'll do that, uh, but it's a great app. It's a great communication tool. Um, there's a lot of different ways we can go into it. Uh, we can go on and on, but we'll have guys weigh in. Uh, we'll check their resting heart rate, and it's able to post, and it's an easy way to do it. Um, and it's easy way to get for guys connected. You know the technology. It's it's insane, isn't it? Like, can you ever ever imagine twenty years ago that you'd be coaching and using an app like that? It's it's unreal to me uh, what this technology can do. And you know, as Fluto said in that in that column, you know, he's just pointing out, and it's it's huge now because I mean, all these kids that are coming up the ranks now they're they're buried in their in their phones and in apps. And uh, so, why not if you're a coach or a GM, why not have that tool? at your luxury, right? Well, it's definitely, it is. It's definitely something you need to understand the generation you're coaching and, and trying to lead. And, and part of that now, like it or not, is, is, is the use of technology. And it's a good way to, you know, kind of stay, stay in touch and stay in touch with them and keep them informed and can, you know, communicate. I think it, it's key. And, you know, there's a couple tools from it that, that are beneficial. We can figure out who's open what and, and how and make sure everybody knows if there's traffic on the way to a game or, you know, if things are running late, uh, it's a good way. If guys are heading out for dinner on the road, they can put a message on the app. So there's lots of good, uh, you know, lots of good benefits of it for sure. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, when I first started playing, uh, my first year, I think cell phones were just coming in, and I refused to have one. I didn't want one whatsoever. <laughs> and now it's the time of the times here. You know, yeah, for sure, you're using it all the time, and we try to try to use that app. And it's been beneficial for us. Just uh, I, I can't say enough about it. As far as organization and communication, flight itineraries, you name it, we're able to do it on there. And um, yeah, I, I honestly, I, and we've been using it since we've been going and I can't pitch or not. So, yeah. It's um, crazy, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Good and uh, stuff. just, just remember if you, if you're, if you're critiquing an individual player and you're sending it, don't put reply all. That would be the yeah. worst. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we've had a couple, we've had a couple and, you, and it's also, you know, it's funny that you can be odd, you know, you control, uh, there's still some camaraderie involved in it. You can throw the odd funny picture That's up. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Either you can play around with it a little bit. We, yeah. We've seen that before, and you, and you get a good chuck on a lap. But, yeah, it makes everybody, um, you know, no matter where they are, they're kind of involved and linked and understand what's going on with the team. And also, we're on the road. A GM can check in and see how we use this, where we're at, what our travel schedule is. Yeah. You know, somebody from Los Angeles or from Florida can check in and pop on an app and understand what yeah. a, what one of their prospects resting heart rate weight has been in the last week or two weeks and that's insane. potentially peak wow. up some shifts so it's uh, yeah it's a good tool yeah it's pretty cool and yeah that was another thing he was talking about was the, the you know the good ribbing uh, that teams do within the locker room is now you can be anywhere in the world right now and you can be ribbing your teammates so it's uh, it's pretty cool to have that hey listen coach all Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you know, you got a busy schedule up ahead. Uh, three out of the five, the next five on the road, and then you get the the holiday break. And then, as we discussed last week, the road games are going to kick in. So, um, we'll be talking to maybe sometimes on the road. We'll see. But we wish you nothing but the best, and we'll talk to you soon. Good stuff. Thanks very much, guys. All right, that's head coach Rich Seeley of the Manchester Monarchs joining me here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Crazy, Sully, huh? I love the fact that he can check that you watched your shifts. So if you had a terrible turnover, he'll make sure that you saw it like 15 times before he sees you at practice.
So then he can then rib you again. And I hope I for Cyrus that. Jones, the Patriots don't have that <laughs> They right don't now. have that. Cyrus <laughs> Jones does not need to see his kick booted fumble any more than he needs to see it. It's all over ESPN. It's all over Boston News right now. He doesn't need any more of that. I like the whole ribbon thing, though. Oh, that's awesome. I love that's that. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. You can just be sitting there at the front of the bus. Hey, you messed up there. Yeah. I, I, I did. I nice tie. It. I saw it. What's up with that tie? Really? Really? <laughs> That's pretty good stuff there. Hey, listen, our next segment, we're going to switch back to Patriots football. Talk with Zach Cox of Nesson.com. So stay with us here. The Stretch Run will be back on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Rams parted ways with Jeff Fisher on Monday. The longtime NFL coach may have sealed his own fate while they were taping hard knocks at Rams camp. He said the team wouldn't accept any 7-9 and nine behavior. The Rams have dropped eight of their last nine. Sunday's loss to the Falcons was embarrassing, and it turns out they would have been lucky to get to 7-9. and nine. One of the reasons the Rams kept Fisher was he helped smooth the transition to Los Angeles. The fans don't care if the team is working out of temporary offices. They want to see a winner on the field right now. Fisher wasn't providing that leadership. Even worse, there was nothing about the Rams that indicated that would change anytime soon. They drafted quarterback Jared Goff number one overall, but he's not close to being ready. They can't run the football, and even that talented defense is underperforming. Jeff Fisher said 7-9 and nine would not cut it. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to meet the standard that he set for himself. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Performance is the key on the field, on the court, and most importantly for you driving on the road. And that's why AutoZone has all the products and supplies you need to enhance, restore, and boost your car's performance and to keep it running at its peak. One of the first places to start is with a good fuel system cleaner. It removes carbon deposits and contaminants that rob performance and fuel economy. Stop in to AutoZone, get all the great details on Chevron Techron Complete Fuel System Cleaner. Make sure you stop into AutoZone, get in the zone, AutoZone. It's getting to be the best part of the football season, and there's no better place to be than Buffalo Wild Wings. They do it all for you, and it doesn't stop at wall-to-wall TVs, limited-time menu, or countless beers on tap. No, they go the extra mile, and from now until it's tapped out, Lagunitas Fandom Ale. That's a limited-release beer, this citrus-infused, hoppy, pale wheat ale that won't last long. Yep, yeah, I've said there's no place to be, but that's because it's true. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Please drink... Nothing beats the fresh taste of Budweiser Draft. It's more than just love at first pint. It's the best way to enjoy the quintessential American lager. Brewed the hard way for an unmistakable crisp finish every time. So don't just settle for whatever's on tap. Make it the fresh taste of Beechwood-aged Budweiser Draft. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now. 
by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bardis Law. Bardis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to Steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Final seconds, it's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Does your child have dreams? Some babies are born with skid, a serious defect of the immune system. Fortunately, my son Andy was screened, diagnosed, treated, and cured. With newborn screening, Andy and every child can have a lifetime of dreams. All newborns need to be screened for skid. A simple test may save your baby's life. Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. To learn more, talk to your doctor or visit our website at info4pi.org. Go digital with ESPN New Hampshire. Follow us on TuneIn. playing with him. I love playing with um, TB12, so um, 
I've been playing, I've been fortunate to play with a lot of good quarterbacks throughout my career, and he's one of the best ones I ever uh, stepped on the field with, and his confidence, and, you know, he just, he rubs off on you very well, and um, anytime I get a little bit TB12 on my jersey, is always great. <laughs> Words of wisdom brought to you by the Black Unicorn here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Now, of course, that is Martellus Bennett talking about his teammate Tom Brady. God, that guy's a great quote. I'm sure our next guest agrees with me. He is Zach Cox of Nesson.com joining us here. How are you, Zach? Uh, not too bad, Jimmy. How are you doing? Not bad. He's just hilarious, isn't he? The Black Unicorn. He's the best. <laughs> he's, he's kind of the anti-patriot in that sense, but uh, we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, and you know what? He had one heck of a game, and what a catch holding on to the ball there to the very last second as they wrestled to the ground. Uh, you know, obviously Tom Brady stepped up, but I thought another story there was Martellus Bennett, who admittedly had had some off games, and, you know, he did have an injury he was battling, but he, he said he could be better, and he delivered. Uh, your take on his game last night and how much more they're going to need of that down the stretch run. Yeah, I mean, it was a definite improvement. We um, He actually called his game last weekend against the Rams the worst that he's played as a Patriot, and that's a pretty accurate assessment. He really, uh, I think a lot of people kind of look to him to really sort of carry the load with, uh, with Rob Gronkowski out, and he really didn't do that the last couple of weeks. He was definitely kind of hampered with the injury, but he was kind of quiet for, for a couple games there. But, yeah, last night he really stepped up. He had uh, four catches uh, four catches for 70 yards, and that, that was just a fantastic touchdown. Great pass, great catch. And I, I believe it was a, that was his first touchdown since uh, all the way back in week five when he had three against the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, I mean, with the injuries they have on offense, they're going to need guys like this to step up and kind of give them what they need last night. Another guy that found his way back into the uh, the big play pitcher, obviously, was uh, Chris Hogan. And, uh, you know, the great winning touchdown there last night. But, you know, we've been talking about Malcolm Mitchell continuing to increase his role in the offense, and he did it again last night with a touchdown himself. But talk to me about how you think Hogan fits in going forward here. Well, Hogan is, is a deep ball threat that the Patriots really haven't had. Um, in recent years, they've got a lot of those quick, kind of shifty underneath receivers with the the Edelmans and the Amendolas, uh, and even even Malcolm Mitchell is more of more of that kind of player. But yeah, Hogan, he's he's had I, I believe he's averaging nineteen point three yards per catch this season, which is among the best in the NFL. Might might actually be second behind only uh, Gronkowski. And he saw a seventy nine yard touchdown last night. He had a yeah fifty plus yard catch earlier this season, a sixty plus yard, a forty three yard, forty nine yard. He's just He's a guy that can stretch the field that the Patriots really haven't had in recent years. And now that he's he's built the, this rapport with Tom Brady, then he's he's a weapon that um, that they can use to attack downfield that they haven't seen in a while. Another weapon that the Patriots can use, and, and, and Justin Sullivan, our board up here, uh, started the show giving them credit because I, you know they're not getting enough right now. But that's the defense as a whole, and man. Uh, as Justin put it, they were playing angry last night, and as if they had something to prove, they've been knocked all season, uh, both locally and nationally. They've been looked at and pegged as the the weak spot in this Patriots team. Uh, what did you take from their performance last night and sort of the attitude or swagger they regained? Yeah, I mean, last week against against the Rams, I could say you could say it's probably their best statistical game of the season, but obviously the Rams are have a pretty atrocious offense. But going in last night, yeah, this 
this was a playoff atmosphere. This was a, uh, uh, a Ravens team that'll come out and punch you in the mouth as they did. And the Patriots responded. I mean, the Baltimore's only touchdowns came after the Patriots turned it over very, very deep in their own territory. Other than that, they, they basically just kind of allowed, allowed, uh, Joe Flacco to do his, do his little dink and dunk, toss off the running backs, that kind of stuff. They, they didn't get beat. I believe they only had one or two. I think they allowed one deep catch, uh, the one to Brashad Perryman that, that Cyrus Jones got beat on, who I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get to a little later. But, um, but yeah, overall, this was in a, uh, this was really the first game that I think, at least recently, that they played a, a fully quality opponent, and they really just outclassed them for most of the night, on both on the offensive end and on the defensive end. And, well, you brought it up, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, the poor guy, mm. but, uh, ugh, I mean, what are they going to do about this situation? As I was saying to Justin in one of our segments before you came on, they're going into a place that is arguably the most hostile environment to play in, especially in their history. I mean, they never do well in Mile High. There's always some mistake they make, uh, or whether it's, you know, they're, they're nervous or what have you, and... Uh, it, it's just a. Uh, it, it seems like a perfect storm is coming together there for another Cyrus Jones moment. When you you factor in where they're going to be playing next week, how can the Patriots avoid that? Or better yet, how can Cyrus avoid it? Yeah, I mean, especially that's that's where the uh, the site of uh, Chris Harper very costly must must punt last year happened in the uh, in the snow up at Mile High, and I know they're expected high. I think there's temperatures in the teens and even single digits this this weekend. Gonna be a cold game, bad conditions too for uh, for catching punts certainly. And I mean, Cyrus is they've they've given him every opportunity this year. They they have not wanted to give up on this kid. He's he was their their top their top draft pick this past year, so that's understandable. But just after, after with these continued struggles, I don't see how they can keep putting him out back there. I know they want him to be there. I know they want him to be that punt returner of the future kind of guy. But they've that's why they've given him so much time back there, even going back to the summer. But he just he can't do it. I don't think he. I think his confidence is shot right now. He can't hold on to the ball. He's making bad decisions. He almost had two of those weird uh, kind of punts bounced off his feet last night. He he. The Patriots lucked out that he only had one, but he only had, he almost had another uh, a couple minutes earlier. I don't think they can they can keep putting him back out there right now. I think they need to go with uh, with Griff Whalen, maybe with a little bit of Julian Edelman. Hopefully not too much for their sake. Uh, even go some Patrick Chung if they have to put a running back back there. I just don't think they can. He can be trusted at this point in his career. I don't. I'm not advocating them cutting him or, or getting rid of him or anything. But mm-hmm. I don't think they can. They can trust him back there right now. I'm with you, and I just it's tough to watch because I do think the kid has potential. But uh, they, now is not the time to kind of baby him or be with him and help him out. And mm-hmm. you know they just they they got to worry about the the task at hand. And yeah, you you reach a point in the season where where reliability on the field is more important than kind of grooming this this young player, and I think they're well past that right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's look ahead to that game in Denver. Now, obviously, Denver hasn't been playing great ball at all, uh, but as I said, I mean, this has been a place of horrors, uh, a house of horrors for the New England Patriots. Anything can happen when you go play there, uh, as recent history has dictated. Um, what do you, you look at this Denver team, what fears you most still about the team? Well, it has to be the defense. I mean, this offense is is pretty. Uh, it's it's nothing special. I don't think they're they really have any reason to fear Trevor Simeon and um, 
even they do have some talented wideouts. They have um, some some decent tight ends. But this is going to be this is going to be a defensive game. This is going to be a game where they need to where where I mean Tom Brady needs to be Tom Brady. Their offense needs to be their offense. And I don't think I think this is a, a Broncos team that's trending downward. Honestly, they really if you look at their schedule the rest of the way they play Patriots and then they play two of those uh, AFC West rivals in the on the road in Oakland and in Kansas City. They need to probably win two of those three. Maybe they can get by with one of those three if they want to even make the playoffs. And I don't know. I don't think this, this team is as formidable as it has been in the past, especially last year when they obviously won the Super Bowl. But I think just the venue is even more more intimidating than, than the actual Broncos team. Tom Brady traditionally hasn't played well in Mile High. The Patriots haven't played well. They've lost two in a row, if not three in a row out there. So I think... That's going to be, and if they can win this game, I think it's even going to be a big kind of monkey off their back kind of kind of deal uh, as they head into the postseason. Yeah, I'm with you, and it will help a lot in terms of uh, wrapping up that top seed in the AFC. Uh, you look around that AFC quickly before we let you go. Uh, what team kind of worries you the most if the Patriots want to meet them in the playoffs? Well, at the moment, I think the Patriots can beat anybody at home right now. I wouldn't be I'm overly worried about, about them being upset at, at Gillette. But uh, over uh, overall, I have to think you say the Chiefs. It's going to be one of those uh, one of those AFC West teams, and the Chiefs have been the, the class of that division so far. You see, they, they kind of dismantled the, uh, the Oakland Raiders on Thursday night. Um, they have the experience. Alex Smith isn't a fantastic quarterback, but he's, he's a, a quality game manager. He's not going to make too many mistakes. Their defense is Fantastic! Their Tyree Kill is really emerging as one of the uh, one of the more dynamic guys in the league. I think that that is their they're they're probably the the Patriots' biggest threat right now. But you can't sleep on the Steelers. The Steelers always have a uh, have a tendency that they're another experienced team. They they're not going to be uh, be afraid of the, the playoff stage. And they've won four in a row. They have Ben Roethlisberger back. Le'Veon Bell is playing out of his mind. So I think both of those teams could could both threats. And you see the, just the fact that how wide open the entire league is right now that we're entering week 15 and the Cowboys are the only team that's even clinched a playoff. It's crazy. So there's, there's a lot of parity going on right now. I would still say the Patriots are the favorites in the uh, DFDs, but there are a couple uh, a couple contenders out there for sure. We shall see. We shall see. Listen, buddy, always a pleasure. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll get you on down the line. Absolutely. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. That is Zach Cox of Nesson.com joining us here in a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. One segment left. You want to give us a call? 603 603- 883-9900, 603-883-9900, and uh, this is a song that will be playing in the Patriots dressing room as this week goes on, and they prepare to play the Donkeys in Denver and get some revenge for last year. Stay with us. We'll be back. I'm ready. I can dig strapping. But I can't dig that backstabbing. To the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Is your business in search of commercial property? 
Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or Basque Imaging. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at Atkinson Resort.com. Grand State Game Day, Saturday mornings from 7 to 9, only on ESPN New Hampshire. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year, Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott? I would say, say Ezekiel Elliott because I think he's in the MVP conversation right now, and I don't think Dak Prescott is in the MVP conversation. They're playing well. They're fun to watch. They've been fun to watch this season. After game one, they have more sense. And that's they look impressive. That's a credit to, to them and their drafting, and the reason they look this good is because they drafted all, that offensive line a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. The offensive line is amazing. Got to be the best in football. It's definitely, it's not, it's one of the tough two. Sure. Grand State Game Day, Saturday mornings from 7 to 9, only on ESPN. PN New Hampshire. Do you really floss after you brush? If you don't, you're not alone. I'm Risa Jill Miller. According to a new Harris poll for the American Academy of Periodontology, or AAP, over a quarter of U.S. adults lie to their dentists about how often they floss. And flossing is important, especially in Los Angeles, where locals say a smile's the first thing they notice in someone they're attracted to, versus folks in Chicago or Houston. Dr. Joan Otomo Cordial, AAP president in L.A. The AAP recommends flossing at least once a day, brushing your teeth and below the gums twice a day, and receiving a comprehensive periodontal evaluation to prevent periodontal disease, which can cause tooth loss and increase your risk for other diseases. The survey also shows that a third of Americans would rather wash dirty dishes or sit in traffic than floss. How can we take action? The good news is, with timely and proper care, gum disease is treatable and often reversible. A periodontist has the training and expertise to help determine the right treatment. So love the gums you're with and log on to perio.org for a periodontist near you. Look for the bare necessities of healthy living are easy with the food pyramid. Be active and eat the right amount of grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, and meats and beans. Yeah, for a healthier you, visit mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Summer air, the maid with honey up in her hair. From there to here, from here 
Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan working the boards. Wow, time flies when you're having fun, as it always does here in the Stretch Run. And uh, I want to thank our guests. It's been a good show, and thanks, Sully, for working the boards. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we've been looking ahead uh, for the last few weeks to the Baltimore game and the Denver game as uh, – Litmus test for the uh, Patriots uh, to see where they're really at. And they passed the first one uh, last night, uh, beating the Baltimore Ravens at home. And uh, this was the scene in the dressing room after. Monday Night Football, boys. That was a good one. We need that. Well done, man. <laughs> Storm the edge. Where to go? That's what we wanted to do, right? Hey Grant, that was awesome. Way to go. Alright man, that's a good job. What do we say? Sixty minutes, right? Sixty minutes. A lot of situational football from the onside kick to you know, run the clock out at the end of the game. Alright, to the last drive, to the fourth and one, I mean all that. I right, know. Look, it's a big week for us this week. Quick turnaround. Let's just do what we got to do. Get ready to go next week. All right. All right. Good work, man. That's a nice job. Good stuff there. Good stuff. And uh, I, you know what? I love them saying Monday Night Football. So it still means something to them. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it was last night was a playoff atmosphere, and these next couple games are going to be playoff atmosphere games. Anytime you go to Denver. It's always a grind. Anytime Baltimore comes into your house or you go to Baltimore, it's always a grind. So that celebration is exactly what it should be. They they gutted that one out yesterday, and it, it shouldn't have been as close as it was, but that was a that was a definition of a gut check kind of win. What do you have? Everyone everyone's doubting you right now, especially the defense. Everyone is doubting you. Everyone's down on you. We don't think you're good. We don't think you can play. And they show up and they do exactly what they do every time. And yeah. that's take care of business. And that's exactly what they did last night. It, I love that celebration. That's awesome. I mean, a lot of the – it was a lot of Tom Brady, but that's that was a gut check last night. Oh, they yeah. needed that, you know. They still do that uh, thing where they huddle up at the end there. And they, yeah, they didn't – Hell I was, yeah. I thought, I thought they were going to do that. And they – I did. there was a short one. I saw – it's usually those are about a minute and 30. Yeah. And Belichick at the end. They didn't have it in that Something one. Something might have happened. They didn't want in there. Yeah, they, exactly. They clipped yeah. out. Whatever they said before, they said, hell yeah. They yeah, probably so, some, yeah. They probably didn't want to put that, that up was, there. That was an edit for sure. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, so we had Eric Edholm on from Yahoo Sports, Shutdown Corner, and I told you, check out that story he had about the crazy play- playoff scenarios that still could happen. And he said in that story how they were using the ESPN NFL playoff machine. Mm. Dude, this thing's addictive. <laughs> Are this you on crazy. it right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been messing around with it, and that's why when I said coming back, I'm like, hey, what's that clip we are going to yeah, play? Distracted. I totally forgot because <laughs> I'm so distracted by this. This thing is psychotically addictive. Is it, is it, you like, go, is it free or is it like one of yeah, those yeah. picks? Yeah, no, no, it's free. You oh. go uh, go to ESPN.com slash NFL slash playoffs slash machine. And you basically can go through week by week and pick the winners of each game and then see how oh, it ends boy. up. Oh. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> so, like, I'm if you and I get our, like, this. you know, if we applied our weekly NFL picks yeah. on Thursday, oh, this, we could apply oh, it to this, this and then see what happens. Oh, what is this? This is cool, man. Oh, I love this. This could be even more addictive than when uh, my buddies and I, we used to decide playoff wins via Madden. We used to just do the simulations. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god, my ex-wife literally <laughs> drove her nuts. We would sit there for hours playing out the potential scenarios for playoff games in Madden. Oh, I love. Oh. And, and then sometimes it oh, actually. I love this. We we nailed it. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Kudos to ESPN wow. for making this. So right now, as we look at it, here's your, your playoff scenarios. In the AFC, as we stand, the New England Patriots at 11-2, and two, the first seed. Kansas City, 10-3, and three, the second seed. Uh, and then your wild card games would be six-seed Denver Broncos, the Patriots' next opponent, 8-5. and five. At third seed, Pittsburgh, 8-5. and five. And then your other wild card game would be the fifth seed. Imagine that you're ten and three, and you're the fifth seed. <laughs> oh, God. Like Eric said, there's something wrong with this. They got to fix the that's horrible the system. And so you're Houston ten and three, <laughs> Oakland. Oakland at Houston. That's that's a joke. That's a joke. Which means that you know, I mean, Houston could channel their home crowd and somehow pull an upset there. Oh, I don't think it would a, happen. But that's a joke. Houston. Uh, Houston. You look over to the NFC right now. You got the first seed, Dallas Cowboys, eleven and two. Uh, getting a bye in the second seed, Detroit Lions. Imagine that they are a bye team right now, uh, at nine and four. And then you Come would have kids. the wild card six seed, Tampa Bay Bucks, eight and five, at the third seed, Seattle. That would be a sick that's game. A, that's eight, four, good and one. one. Uh, and then Ooh, the, the fifth seed, New York Giants, nine and four, at the fourth seed, Atlanta Falcons. That's another good one. NFC games look a lot better right now. Yes, yes, they do for sure. I mean, just all you got to say is Houston in fourth seed, and I kind of choke up and laugh a little bit. Like that's just that's a, jo- a joke. Dude. That's a joke. They like, shouldn't let what? that happen. That's that's disgusting. That the AFC, any of the AFC South teams get the fourth seed. That's horrible. Yeah. And you know that whoever usually it's it's notorious for the Patriots that divisional game is always the cupcake game. It's either the you know you blow out who, name the team you blow them out in that game. So Houston, ugh, I hate that. I hate that. That's horrible. Yeah. This is addictive, though. <laughs> I, I know what I know what <laughs> I'm going to do tonight. I got to go to a different site. I know okay. what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to go through yeah. every situation. Oh possible. my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> There's so many different scenarios that are still possible here uh, as we approach uh, the stretch run of the NFL season. Oh, here, I love that. You know, so uh, we shall see. Uh, you know, looking ahead, though, I mean, this Patriots Broncos game is huge. Oh yeah, it's we. we this will have a playoff feel too. Everyone was laughing off, you know, the, pay, the last three games of the season. Oh, the Jets, it's not going to be anything. Oh, the Miami game is not going to be anything. No, Come on, they now. all mean they're something all, still, man. They're all factors, and, and like Zach just said, AFC's wide open right now. It's still everyone's everyone's still in it. You know, the only team that's clinched a playoff spot is the Dallas Cowboys. So it's all it's all wide open right now. Every every game is going to mean something. If last night didn't show you that it means something to them this year, that every game means something, because let's face it, that's what stretch, I loved about it. Last down stretch last year at this time, the, the Philly game, yeah, they just throw it away. Whatever we can yeah, be, we can we be care. anybody wherever. See? This year, last night, that that should show you they're they're engaged this year. Yeah, they're engaged this year and they're peaking at the right time too. That's what I love too. The defense is showing up at the right time. It, it's huge. Last night was huge for them. Yep, I agree, and I I, I like to have that attitude. I mean, people are worried about them being tired and banged up. So no. what? It's football. No, you're gonna, everyone's ba- when you everyone's get, banged up, when man. When you get to the AFC Championship game, everyone's hurt. And it, you're going to get that week matter, off. You know? No matter what, you'll get that week off. I mean, the chances are very remote that they're not going to get uh, one or two seed. So they get one of the two seed. You get, you're getting that, that break before the playoffs start for you if you're the Patriots. So I hate that don't, excuse. Don't rest there. That's such Injuries. A, 
That's such a wuss mentality. When you get to the AFC Championship game, everyone's nursing something. They say that every year. They talk about it every year. Tom talks about it every year. You know, when you get to that point, everybody's nursing some sort of injury. Everyone's on the same playing field. It's playoff football. You're dealing with that. Get the get the number one seed, please, because I don't want to deal with Denver again. God forbid Denver gets in. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I don't want to deal with going anywhere else to play an AFC Championship game. Make them come here. Make them freeze their buns off in 22 degrees with snow. Make them make them be the Peyton Manning Colts where they have to play through the snow and Teddy Bruschi, all that. Get them here. I don't want to deal with any road playoff games. Yeah. I'm with you. That, that's how it's got to go if you're the New England Patriots, man. You, you need to make sure you secure that. We've been saying it all along. So go into Denver. Take care of business. Take care of business, please. And make it happen. That's what's going to happen. Hey, thanks to our guests, uh, Eric Edholm, Bob Snow. Uh, who else we have? Mick Collagio, uh, Peter Yiannopoulos, and uh, Zach Cox and Rich Seeley join us here. Thanks to Justin Sullivan working the boards. As always, thanks to you for listening. And we're already to Wednesday in this uh, mid-December week. The holiday is upon us. And uh, like we said, playoff atmosphere football. It's a great time to be talking sports. So we hope you'll join us tomorrow on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be back. Tom Brady after the play fake. pass. Man running open. Chris Hogan off to the races. Touchdown New England. No flags on the play. Back to Spooner in front, he thinks he scored! Spooner sticks a fork in him, and the Bruins win in sudden death, beating Montreal at Bell Center 2-1! It was a a big game for us. It was was a big game for us. They played home in December on Monday night against a great defense. It was uh, important for us to come out and uh, and play well. We knew it was going to be a 60-minute game. You know, they're a tough defense. Um, You know, like I said, I think there were some plays I wish we all would have had back and uh, but you know they're a competitive team they forced you into some errors and uh, it was great to finish the game with the ball in our hands that was a uh, you know we always love doing that he said I surrounded myself with dogs